Hey guys, welcome to my podcast, The TM Mental Health, and I'm your host, Brittany O'Sullivan. So this episode I wanted to dedicate to self-care during coronavirus. Self-care right now in particular has turned everything upside down and you kind of have to relearn everything that you once did for your self-care. Or maybe you didn't have any self-care. <laughs> also too, thank you guys for bearing with me through my first episode. I got a lot of great feedback and I really appreciate it and a lot of questions and topics and inspiration. So that's really exciting. And this one is going to be more like a conversation. Uh, my first one, I really wanted to make sure that there was a lot of statistics, a lot of stats, and also too, there is some editing issues. So we're learning. <laughs> we're learning how to make a podcast and all that good stuff. So what is self-care? Self-care can be a bunch of different things that you find enjoyable in some way that basically you wanted to promote your physical, emotional, spiritual, or mental health. According to the definition from the World Health Organization, self-care is the behaviors you do to take care of your own health, which can include hygiene, nutrition, leisure activities, sports, exercise, seeking professional healthcare services when needed, and so much more. So during a global pandemic, the need to care for our own health and all aspects of it is the utmost importance, because let's face it, navigating the new normal is not easy. Whether it's struggling to get your kids to partake in online learning, productively working from home all day long, sharing tight quarters with people that you weren't used to being so close to for much longer hours than you're used to, or being cut off physically from your loved ones. I feel you. So how can you balance your day and also empower the ones you love or share a common space with? So what can we do? And I wanted to share some of the things that I did and I have been continuing to do for my self-care, especially during these times, because I really had to change what I did before. I love hanging out with people. I love going out and doing things, and all that has been really turned upside down right now. I'm still able to go hiking and places like that where there's not people, but where I was once able to travel, I was where I was once able to go across to England to see my family. I'm, I'm not able to do that now. So I basically had to relearn and find things that fill up my cup and make me basically feel whole and replenish so I can give every day the best that I have. And I feel like that is so important right now because of what we're facing. I mean, think about it. We're coming up on the one year anniversary of coronavirus. And I think it's like March 14th or 16th. We've been a year completely stripped away from what we once knew. So we want to make sure, and this has been really important for me, you want to prioritize sleep. Um, your, mo your mood, your overall mood depends on this, and so does your immune system. Um, sleep is pretty much always part of the answer. Getting enough good quality sleep keeps your immune system running, and it's the best way to fight off infections like the coronavirus. Um, and also, too, scientists know sleep is one of the top ways that we can keep our stress in check. So sleep deprivation can make us more sensitive to the effects of stress and ramping up our reactions or overreactions. And then our brain needs sleep to function. Without it, we'll be less patient, less focused. We're more likely to make poor decisions. And let's face it, when we haven't had sleep, we're a little moody and irritable. <laughs> also, too, I wanted to stress the importance of fitness uh, during the pandemic. I know a lot of gyms are closed, and for some of you, gyms are still closed. Um, there's so many ways to work out from home. Um, so spending a lot of time at home doesn't mean that we can be couch potatoes. <laughs> 
Um, staying active not only keeps your body physically healthy, but also too, um, it lowers your chances of actually getting an acute illness and it helps your overall mood and well-being because when you exercise, it actually reduce it, releases hormones called endorphins that actually make you feel good. They sharpen your focus. They actually help aid in sleep. And staying physically active also lessens the mood uh, lessens the risk of mood disorders, boosts your energy, and improves mood overall. Also, too, since you're at home, I know when I was first on quarantine, what I did is I basically tried to do all the things that I loved at first because my job was cl closed down, I was quarantined in the house not doing anything, so... I I worked on some music, I wrote some poetry, and then after about a month or two of doing those things, I was like, okay, like I need some new hobbies. So this is a perfect time to test out something that you've never done before or have been interested in. So recently I've started painting, which <laughs> if anyone of you guys knows me, I am not artistic at all. Like I don't have a drawing bone or a painting bone in my body. I can barely draw a straight line, but I have really started painting and more like abstract things that don't really require you to necessarily be a great painter. Um, things like that, that I can find joy in. So that way I'm keeping things alive and still, you know, not doing the same thing every day, being stuck in the house. And also too, I think it's really important to avoid mindless snacking and eat intuitively instead, especially when you're at home. I know that I was eating lots of chips, lots of chocolate, and I was just, I was just bored, or I was watching a movie, or anything like that, and I notice after I eat those things how bad I feel after. Or even the next day, I feel sluggish. I feel basically like a balloon sometimes. <laughs> And so we want to make sure that we're eating the right things. Also, too, uh, certain types of food can actually make you more stressed out and can cause acne, can cause certain hormones to, really, to be released. Um, also, too, during this time, it's been really important for me since I have a lot more time to really focus on myself during the pandemic that I practice positive self-talk. So I think a lot of the times, especially before coronavirus or in our everyday lives, no one really noticed, or at least I didn't notice how I talked to myself. And when I had more time to really like focus on me and myself, I realized some of the things that I was saying. So a major aspect of self-care is the self part. And that includes how you view yourself and importantly, the language you use when talking to yourself. So it is you want to celebrate your daily successes with positive talk. It might feel weird at first, <laughs> but your brain will suck up all the self-care goodness. And research suggests it can help begin and train your thoughts to feeling happier and being in a happier direction. So when you actually give yourself positive self-talk, it actually trains your brain and it can help your brain kind of see the better in things and train those behaviors. So I know what I started doing in the morning is, is I started giving myself some positive affirmations right when I wake up. Like it's a, Whitney Simmons says this, she's a YouTuber and she said, it's a great day to be alive. And I start off by saying that and saying some things that I am grateful for, what the, some things that I'm thankful for. And at the end of the day, I celebrate the things that I accomplished. And I feel like that is so important because I'm over ambitious and sometimes I leave a laundry list of things to do. And I really used to beat up myself for 
leaving a pile of laundry or seeing cups in the room, things like that. And I would be so focused on what I didn't do rather than what I did do. And the things that I did do were awesome. I wrote a grad school paper. I worked out. I did the dishes outside. There's so many things that I did do that I wasn't seeing. And I feel like now that I've started noticing the things that I did do, I feel more accomplished. I feel more happy with myself. Now there is one more thing I wanted to talk about which I feel is really important as well, especially during these times when we have Kylie Jenner and the Kardashians out there looking picture perfect on social media, is I found how much I was actually using social media. And you really wanna use social media mindfully. Social media and other virtual tools allow you to connect with friends and family when you're apart, like now, but they can also have unintended consequences if and when using these becomes excessive or consuming. How can you make sure you're using them wisely? The more personal your social media interactions are, the better. Experts say think directive messaging rather than mindless scrolling. Use it intentionally. Be selective about who you follow and what tools you're using. And take time to disconnect away from it. If you're feeling isolated, make a point to call a friend or family member once in a, ra once in a while rather than just going on their Facebook page and seeing what they're up to. Oh, and I wanted to add this as well. Um, this one has probably been one of the most important things to me. During the pandemic, I always wanted to know what was going on. I wanted to see the numbers. I wanted to see the news. And with all, everything with the political war that was going on and all that stuff, I really saw how much watching the news all the time was affecting me personally. And so I, one of the things that I learned from self-care was avoiding nonstop news consumption. You know, it is important to stay informed and alert to critical updates in your area, especially those that affect your health. But no one needs to listen to the same alerts and see the he same headlines repeatedly, especially during times when the news can be super upsetting. Experts recommend limiting news consumption to only two or three sources a day to help cope with the anxiety it may bring and checking in at regular times, not continuously throughout the day like I was doing. Consider making one of your sources a local news source, and if you can, avoid checking the headlines just before bed. I found that when I was um, watching the news right before I went to bed, I actually was ca causing me to stay up because I was stressing about what was going on. And so if you can try to avoid it and watch it, but maybe before dinner, maybe like right before after dinner, uh, certain times, peak times of the day, it helps that constant anxiety um, instead of just re-watching this many deaths, this many deaths, and just counting it down. I feel like that causes so much unneeded anxiety, especially during a time like now where everything is filled with anxiety. So these are just some of some of the self-care tips that I've kind of picked up during the time of coronavirus. And hopefully soon things will semi go back to normal. And I decided that during my podcast, uh, actually from a recommendation from my professor who listened to them, shout out to Dr. K. <laughs> she said that I should do a myth-busting um, section at the end of each of my podcasts and talk about kind of some of some of the stigmas and I thought that was a great idea. So I'm going to be talking about some of the self-care stigmas surrounded by self-care. So for someone that doesn't really know what self-care is, they might think it's like overindulgent. Um, meaningful self-care includes making mindful changes and patterns of thoughts and behaviors that contribute to your 
well-being. So for being self-care, being overindulgent, I can see where people are getting that from, especially from like social media. Like there is people that do all sorts of crazy things like getting their nails done with champagne and fireworks and <laughs> the whole works. And be like, this is my self-care, which more power to you in that it can be someone's self-care. Um, but I think that everyone's self-care is different and that is important to remember. So for one person, it might getting eyelash extensions in their hair done. That might be their escape. You know, that's what makes them feel whole, makes them feel good about themselves and put their best foot forward. For me, it's being in nature and really just focusing on the things that I am passionate about and continue to learn new things. A lot of people think that self-care is selfish. When you make time for yourself and get sufficient rest and exercise, you feel better, you feel more energetic, and you'll be able to do so much more of your time for yourself and also for the people around you. I know when I am not doing good, I am super stressed, I haven't really given my time to replenish, I am irritable to everyone. <laughs> Shout out to Brennan for dealing with me when I am super <laughs> um, irritable because I literally, the littlest thing will make me so moody because I haven't taken the time to take care of myself first. I think it's really important to remember that you can't take care of anyone else properly without taking care of yourself first. So self-care is far from selfish. And self-care is not just a one-time experience. A lot of people think like, oh, I'm going to get a massage today for the first time in a year. This is my self-care for the year. It does not work like that. Looking after yourself is an ongoing practice and building resilience to face hardships and preventing burnout. So if you don't dedicate the time to give yourself care when you're feeling low or when you need it and build that into your schedule, you are going to burn out. You are going to stress out and have so much anxiety when things come up because you feel so low already. You need to refill your cup. And a lot of people think self-care has to be time-consuming. Self-care does not require you to take out a huge chunk of your time from the busy day. I know I've talked to a lot of local counselors and the way that they give self-care during in-between sessions because what they do sometimes can take out a lot of personal toll on them as well. And they'll play card games in between with like their coworkers or they'll FaceTime a friend. And that, that time only takes about five minutes. So the important thing is, is to make sure that you guys do some self-care and take care of yourself, especially during a time like this. And so the next episodes I'm going to be doing are going to be on specific disorders. Um, I'm really excited. I've got a couple of really good leads from you guys, and I really appreciate that. So if there is something else you guys would like to see, please reach out to me. And thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast. And that's the TM Mental Health. I'll see you guys next time.